I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Friday, March 24th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Peak Pals for your fact of the day, $56 is the minimum estimated price tag that the government spent to host Pope Francis for his six-day tour last summer. Now, my question to you, Peak Pals, is where would you visit with a $55 million budget? I'm a bit biased because I'm actually currently in Western Canada. I'm in BC, but I look around and a $55 million budget could certainly buy you a nice extended ski trip, even at some of the fancier ski resorts. I'm not sure if the Pope even knows how to ski. He's from Argentina, so there are mountains there in Patagonia. So maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, but there is no better time to start than now. And yeah, you could sure have a, a hell of a trip in Western Canada with that much money. So that's what I would do at least right now. But other than the Pope's expensive visit to Canada, we've brought a great episode for you today for our first story, Canada's gross domestic profit. For our second story, self-storage takes off. And for our last story, TikTok on trial. For our first story, folks, it's time to talk about Canada's gross domestic profit as it relates to you. Here's what we're talking about. So Canada's per capita GDP, the country's GDP divided by the population, fell for the second consecutive quarter to close out 2022. The drop, calculated by economist Theo Argitis as 0.7%, is one of the largest quarterly drops ever seen outside of a recession. And this, as you can imagine, it really does matter because GDP per capita is a quick way to measure how the prosperity of a country and the well-being of individuals are trending. A precipitous dip is a worrying indicator of economic health. Plus, Canada is underperforming compared to other advanced economies. Now, this dip is particularly concerning because Canada's population grew more than ever over the same period. Foreign migration accounted for 96% of the 1 million newcomers last year, most of which were targeted for the express purpose of boosting the economy. So, you might be wondering why the slump. Well, in theory, a surge in new workers should equal a surge in productivity. The reality is that many of the highly skilled laborers Canada welcomed aren't yet working the jobs that they actually came here to do, and that's thanks to Canada's strict recertification rules. Those with medicine, dentistry, veterinary medicine, and optometry degrees are six times more likely to work in jobs unrelated to their training. Newcomers also have trouble making land in urban centers where the high-paying jobs are due to the high cost of living and a wildly unaffordable housing market. The bottom line is this, and this is a quote from Theo Argitis, Canada's population growth is masking deeper economic problems around productivity and competitiveness that continue to threaten our standard of living. It's not exactly what we wanted to hear heading into the weekend. For our second story, it turns out the next big space is literally just more space. That's right. For many Canadians, storage is the new spare closet. Ontario is seeing the fastest growth with square footage for self-storage growing 9% since 2019. And business is booming. Revenue at Storage Vault Canada jumped from $11 million in 2015 to $261 million last year. Bulky furniture, sports gear, and car tires are among the most popular items that are being put away in Toronto-based Vultura storage units. Vancouver and Toronto are the hottest markets for self-storage, but U-Haul is also planning a 20,000-square-foot facility in St. John's Red Heart real estate market. With the walls closing in on Canadians, we just don't have enough space for our stuff. In Ontario, the average condo has shrunk in size by 35% in the last 25 years as more units have been squeezed into urban spaces and real estate prices have skyrocketed. Self-storage used to be a mom-and-pop business, but the space has consolidated in recent years. Storage Vault Canada, for one, spent $241 million in acquisitions last year, and other VC-backed companies are taking the self out of self-storage to store your stuff for you. To zoom out, you can still find more space for your things, but it probably isn't going to be in your home. 
For our third story, yesterday Congress had its first opportunity to grill TikTok CEO Shou Chu about the company's relationship with its Chinese owner ByteDance, its handling of user data in the U.S., and the risks it may pose to teens. And well, we knew we were in for some spicy questions. Former Vice President Mike Pence asked Chu when he was going to start getting paid for his data. Gus Bilirakis said the app was literally leading to death, and Kathy McMorris Rogers called it a weapon by the Chinese Communist Party. To carry on in the U.S. under ByteDance's ownership, China is firmly opposed to a forced sale. TikTok outlined a plan to prevent the Chinese government from accessing U.S. data or meddling with the algorithm, but it has not been and likely won't be approved. It's worth noting TikTok doesn't actually operate inside China. ByteDance instead offers a similar version of the app to Chinese users called Douyin. Even so, the FBI maintains that the Chinese government would have the ability to collect user data. And all of this matters a lot because the app, with its over 150 million users in the U.S., has become a battleground in a technological cold war between the two countries. With the U.S. threats of a TikTok ban recalling how China has long blocked many American platforms, and this is per Axios. While it's nice to see U.S. lawmakers agree on something for the first time since 2016, banning TikTok actually won't be that easy. The American Civil Liberties Union says a move violates the First Amendment rights and influencers are storming the Capitol in their own trendy way. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thanks, Peak Pals, and have a good weekend. Peak Pals.